Welcome to the Culture Cast with Anthony Hilder. Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Culture Cast with me, Anthony Hilder. And today I want to talk about limiting beliefs. Specifically, I want to talk about three ways that we can choose limiting beliefs and let them shape our perspective in our lives. Now, one of the things that's been said by Jesus and is quoted quite a lot by us is that if we know the truth, the truth will set us free. Now that means that the, the converse must also be true. If we don't know the truth, we won't be free. If we don't know the truth in certain areas, certain thinking, that actually in some ways we might actually still be slaves and, and, and restricted or inhibited. We won't have full freedom. So what we believe actually matters we could hold high level beliefs or we could have limiting beliefs which bring restriction so a high level belief is something that brings freedom and and a, a wider higher bigger perspective um, and i think we all have a mixture of both we all have high level beliefs we all have limiting beliefs but the nature of them is we don't always know limiting beliefs we, we if we if we're deceived if we're self-deceived then you don't know it because you're deceived now, beliefs do matter because, you know, we all know they show themselves in behavior. When, when you look at the, the letters that the Apostle Paul wrote in the New Testament, for example, he often spends the first half um, of the letter talking to his, his audience about what to think, what to believe, what they should consider and view and ponder. And then the later half, he, he starts to talk about behavior and what they should do and how they should live as a result. If we shape our beliefs, then we will shape how we live. So really, healthy behavior or destructive behavior actually just shows underneath whatever words are said, whatever reasons or, or justifications are given, that they just reveal our beliefs, the existence of whether they're healthy beliefs or, or destructive beliefs. Um, now, some of our beliefs change over life and, and experience and the seasons. And sure, of course, that happens. And you know, probably that's a bit of what experience is and maturity is. We just change how we think about things and, and our lives follow. But other beliefs, that they're entrenched and it's for all of us. It, it, they're deep in there. They're kind of held convictions. And it doesn't matter what evidence we, we see, what experience we, we is put before us or we have ourselves. We just don't change our minds. Even uh, um, developing things like coping strategies um, to, to kind of not change the fundamental belief and, and adjust how we live. Things like denial, for example, uh, you know, we, these kind of ways of just dealing with, with uh, challenges that to our beliefs. I mean, it's basically what it's like certain beliefs are, are fortresses in our mind or, or strongholds. The Bible calls them strongholds, which is a fortress. They're, you know, things deep in our psyche, deep in our soul. And really, the only way for those beliefs to change is that the stronghold that is around them is actually uh, demolished. Now, strongholds is a, a, an interesting word. Um, historically, a stronghold was a structure that was used for entrenchment, defence, um, to, to guard or, or kind of uh, cement a position in, in a land or somewhere, an area somewhere. But it was also a place to launch attacks from. You know, you basically capture a piece of land, you build a stronghold, you bed in, it's hard to get out. And then from there, you can launch skirmishes, you can build, you know, reserves and, and uh, get back up. And you've got basically a bit of a gathering place. So what you'd happen with, with strongholds is that if, if an army was ever across a stronghold, 
it came across it in its, its you know meanderings and wanderings and it saw that stronghold was occupied they would have to launch a siege against it they'd have to batter the stronghold into submission until it crumbled and if you're a fan of the lord of the rings films you, you see instances of that um now the other way they could do it is um rather than just kind of expending all that energy and 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 time to kind of try and smash this stronghold down and render it useless was they could isolate it cut it off um basically yeah, cut it off from supplies from food and you know people can't come in or come out and you basically just wait and starve out the occupants and that was something that you know in history would often be done as well um the problem is that you don't know how long that could take because you don't know how much supplies are in the stronghold so that could take could take weeks could take months um depending on what your agenda and itinerary is that might not work but strongholds basically needed to be torn down so that they were useless because all that would have happened was that they just get used up again and you've got the strongholds still here you know it's not just a case of of getting what's in out it's about rendering them utterly obsolete so they can't be used again so it dealing with the stronghold was a sustained intentional um time consuming energy consuming focused process so what kind of mental strongholds could we be faced with what type of things could be in our minds that when we reflect when we think and when they will become aware of them they actually need to be systematically and ruthlessly torn down now it's a huge thing there's so many and, and so many you know used peculiar to us and our personalities whether we're introvert or extrovert our upbringing whether that was good or not figures in our lives whether they were constructive figures or destructive figures just all sorts of personality traits and quirks so you know obviously that's quite a broad question but I feel like they you know you can look at them in kind of three categories actually um, and, and maybe as we look at this some things will jump out the first category of limiting beliefs that uh, we, we can embrace are limiting beliefs about our beliefs around the world now i don't mean geography here i'm not talking about being a flat earther or anything like that i'm talking about lies about the world i'm talking about how we view society how we view people certain types of people cultures politics and the framework in which the world operates um and what i mean here is is not certain i'm not saying that political beliefs or, or cultural beliefs are limiting or not what i'm saying is that our beliefs about those areas will shape our attitudes which will then spill out into our words and our actions and depending on whatever you you, you hold politically or, or or culturally there obviously are extreme ways that those things can be destructive whichever side of the are you are which whatever your views would be however you vote uh, you know the example is that would be that if we think the world is an evil place where everything is in decline and everything is dangerous then all we're going to do is want to withdraw we're going to want to isolate we're going to shut ourselves away from the good from the beautiful from the valuable all we're going to do is is hurl you know words of, of condemnation and judgment and criticism um because you know things won't have value because we we think they're evil so we we'll actually rail against it or we'll hide away from it so you know that gives some examples um another way is, is obviously how we see our circumstances as well are we optimistic or are we pessimistic um now sometimes we can use things like uh, labels of quote-unquote realism to mask pessimism to, to cover up cynicism but actually sometimes pessimism sometimes cynicism really it's just a manifestation of fear and we 
paint it as realism because what we don't want to do is expose ourselves to the pain of of disappointment or, or, or hopelessness but actually what we do is we just limit our interaction and our benefit from the world around us because of limiting beliefs a second category could be beliefs about ourselves and how we see ourselves and that could be something that brings limitation to us we believe lies about ourselves now there could be beliefs connected to things we feel guilty about things we feel ashamed about or things that we have a sense of low self-worth or esteem fear is often the root of a lot of these lies about ourselves because for example guilt is really it's related to a fear of punishment or a fear of things catching up with us um, you know we deserve something bad to happen to us because we're guilty of something um, shame is actually a communal thing it links to a fear of how others will see us and and we don't want to people to see us for who we truly are so we hide we withdraw from intimacy or we put a mask on and pretend to be someone we're not uh, we people please and you know fear of other people's opinions dominates it so we don't actually live authentically who we are what we do we we do what we think other people do we, we live for expectation or we perform to try and please people when people are over because we, we're fearful of, of things like shame there could be other things other kind of behaviors external behaviors which kind of show us unhealthy beliefs uh you know off the top of my head like rebellion for example it's a or kind of being disrespectful of authority or not following rules and and the law actually can be really just a manifestation of fear of being controlled actually and so we kind of reject anything that might impose itself over us that we feel like we're being controlled and it's a it's a rebellious thing so sometimes a good question to ask ourselves is, is what am I scared of? Because if we know what we're scared of, that might help us identify a root of something. And from there, we can work out how that's demonstrating itself in our lives as limiting beliefs. And then the third and final area is uh, of limiting beliefs is one where I think it's what we think about other people, our beliefs about other people. Now, this starts to talk about the principle of identity and yeah it shows the type of lies that we believe lies about others that can come across in judgments or assumptions um they're all manifestation of beliefs and you know we can be um we can see some pretty unhealthy ones when we think about extremes of of racism of, of sexism of ageism you know any type of kind of active discrimination that really reveals what we think about ourselves um but obviously a lot of us would be would say we're not like that um but there are other ways we can maybe have limiting beliefs about other people as well for for example individuals if we put people in a box you know we kind of decide that someone is like this because of this and we actually define people according to their behavior or because they've done something once or twice and and uh, we, we maybe would you know we hold people to standards uh, of, of you know expectations we would never accept ourselves and you know we really just set people up to disappoint us or frustrate us uh, and the challenge with that is is once we've labeled people once we put people in a kind of certain category or criteria we potentially close off an ability to learn from them or receive them or more or, or benefit from them actually so really there's three three kind of categories of limiting beliefs that i wanted to touch on um today and and you know the, the beliefs about our world beliefs about ourselves and beliefs about others um so that maybe all of us have got in different ways but we might not be aware of it so father i want to 
ask for every single one of us who's listening that you would open our eyes and show us where we have limiting beliefs limiting beliefs about the world limiting beliefs about ourselves limiting beliefs about others but even god limiting beliefs about you that we put you in a box or we think uh, about you in a way that is unhealthy or not negative we, we criticize or or, or have, have judged so god i pray you just show us and help us identify strongholds in our thinking that need to be torn down renders useless so that we never ever become trapped by them again in jesus name amen thanks for listening and uh, i hope to join you in the next episode Thanks for listening to the Culture Cast with Anthony Hilder. For more information and lots of resources, please visit anthonyhilder.com.